0: Love, talk, radio. Hello and welcome to the Healthy Ways for Children radio program. My name is Kimberly Mix, and for the next 30 minutes we are going to have a good time talking about this subject of the sugar journey. But before we get started I wanted to welcome everyone that's listening and welcome back to those who have followed us over the years. If you wish to call in during the 30 minutes, the call-in number is 917-889-3892. Again, 917-889-3892. And I would love to hear your comments and questions and see how we can get you an answer. For those who um, don't know me, my name is Kimberly, and I'm the founder of an adolescent fitness program for children 7 to 15 years old addressing issues concerning exercise, um, food recommendations and nutrition um, options for children, and mentoring, and this entails Again, those basic three areas, um, the program offers either in-home or at a local facility, uh, exercise, six-week and 12-week programs where we will work out, we will talk about exactly what's going on with them, what are their goals, and helping them reach that achievement in small steps. The second part is the nutrition, and that includes a food journal, which will help children learn to track what they eat on a daily basis, then help them make small changes so that they can make better choices each day. And thirdly, the mentoring part. Each child is with um, a professional that will handle parts one and two, the exercise and the nutrition side, but they'll also be there as a support system because oftentimes children who are battling weight or health challenges, they have low self-esteem or they're dealing with some type of ridicule at school or with friends. And this helps them process it and even can help be a middle man to help parents understand what exactly is going on with their child because it's not always a subject that a child will want to discuss. So we sort of help be that buffer to to give them insight into that world. So, again, if you're interested, I would love to hear from you, and we can talk about a plan of action to help your child achieve whatever goals that they're looking to achieve. So the program started in January 2005, so we've been going on for a while, and the initial start was a basic newsletter. I have children, and they were athletes, and I never really had to deal with anyone being overweight or obese or having any type of issues in that, but I saw the children around them, and I saw where there were some that I felt might be able to hear some information and help parents make changes within the home. So the newsletter started. It went on for about a year and a half. And then next thing I know, people were saying, oh, I got your newsletter and I passed it on to a cousin or I passed it on to an aunt or I, I showed my child's teacher and it grew from there. So as the years have gone on, we have added other aspects of the program. We now have something called Mom's Weekly Helper. And that offers personal food uh, training for children, cooking for children. So either I can do a one-on-one in your home, helping them learn how to grocery shop smartly, prepare a weekly, daily, monthly menu, whichever works best, and then helping them to cook. I realize that everyone is not interested in cooking. And sometimes those values aren't passed down to their children. But boys and girls alike should learn that aspect and learn, and it will ultimately help them as they get older be able to make healthier choices. When you're more invested, then you tend to want to stick to it, and these will have long-term, um, long-term results. And as they get older and start having your own family, that will now be passed down to them. Again, I have three children, and as they were growing, I was a a big supporter of cooking at home. It it annoyed my children then because they felt like, oh, we didn't get to go out and eat or we didn't. And there wasn't a, a matter of not just liking to eat out. I felt that it was better control for me if I can cook in the home and help them live a healthier life. So we did have our moments of going out, fast food every now and then, or going out to a nice restaurant. But ultimately, the meals were cooked at home. I planned a uh, weekly or two-week menu where it was on the refrigerator. They knew what was coming, and we flowed better in that with such busy lives. it, It just helped us stay organized. So I thought Mom's Weekly Helper would be great. So we have the the portion where I can help your child learn how to cook or sometimes cooking with friends helps as well. So it also offers small groups of children to cook together, so a birthday party or a cooking party. And we all get in there. They have questions and teaching them about uh, maneuvering the kitchen and, and what they need and how, how to do it. So that as they get older again, they will have those little nuggets to help them as they get to be adults. And then the third part is um, a new program that started last year. It's called My Strength Lies Within, and this is more focusing on the mentoring side of fitness and health for children, because they might not always discuss it, but there's hormone changes and other things in a child's life that they need help navigating so sometimes an outside source will help them sort of process what they're feeling and how to direct it in a healthy path so we take into consideration the mental stability and the the self-esteem to self-esteem to help them Feel better about themselves, no matter what size they are, how short or tall they are, whatever the case may be, helping them learn to process that I am fine and loved and should be accepted just the way that I am. Not letting others dictate who I should be, and that ultimately will help in their healthy journey. Because when people hear, okay, my child needs help, they automatically go to fitness and food. However, that third component of having a healthy self-esteem is crucial because if you are not mentally ready to live a healthy lifestyle, then you are not going to do what it takes to continue the process to the end. And and I say end, but... There should be small markers that show you how, show you and encourage you to move on to the next step. So you have to lose 20 pounds or you uh, want to run a marathon or you want to do something instead of saying, okay, I've got to lose 20 pounds. It's more comprehensive to say, I need to lose five pounds in a month and then it's the slow and the concentrated effort that will help keep those things, those pounds off and make lasting, um, lasting steps in that child's life that will continue on long term. So that's a little bit about kids under construction. Well, in 2007, I started this program, Healthy Base for Children, and it was an awesome new addition to the Kids Under Construction platform. It allowed me to take comments that I received from others and provide more details to others to help them take it into their own home and their children, children in the classroom, children at church, just children in your neighborhood. And it really was a wonderful program. We had topics like um, child vision awareness was one of the programs. And all of these you can go back into the archive and listen to if you have time. This was giving some um, foods that helped strengthen the eyes. So we call these the eye-friendly foods. We also had a program that talked about setting realistic healthy goals for children because, again, feeling like you have a mountain to accomplish when you really don't have the strength, the energy, the knowledge to cross over a hill. So having healthy goals, realistic goals, will help children have long-term results. We also talked about staying strong while, when weight loss doesn't come quickly. And a lot of people are not um, patient in the process. So I gave some tips and, and some of the things to look out for when a child is getting discouraged on this journey. We talked about belly fat. That seems to be a common thread amongst a lot of people is that how can I get rid of this belly fat? So we talked about that in depth. We also talked about the USDA recommendations for food and exercise for children. Again, these are programs that really were, I felt, insightful and helped get knowledge out where people don't normally hear it. I also had interviews with some authors and other programs. We we had a really nice discussion about Tara Delaney's book, 100 Games and Activities for Children with Autism, Asperger's, and Sensory Processing Disorders. There are children out there who might have challenges, but this was something to help them stay active. We also talked to Marion Hall and her book about the Tangen Healing Water, and she gave some really good information, things that, that would benefit not only children, but the entire family. I also talked to someone named Katrina May, and she talked about vitamin truth, helping navigate when you don't know what exactly to give your child past the multivitamins. What else can we be doing? We also talked to someone named Tony Reynolds, and he had a book called Tape It to Your Heart. It was a definitely encouraging self-help journey, which children sometimes need, and in this day and generation, that they could really relate to. And then we also talked to someone named uh, Karen and her fitness center, O2 Max. And these are some of the avenues that we're going to start on now. I took a break in 2015. From the blog to write books and do some other things and now we're back so in the month of July we are going to talk about the sugar journey I started this process in 2016 after watching a really insightful video which basically changed my views on sugar and how it affects my body at the time I didn't drink coffee but I was going to McDonald's every day and getting a large sweet tea on my way to work. And after watching this video, I started analyzing what exactly was I doing in my day-to-day. And that was one thing that sort of targeted me because it was a daily thing. And come to find out that it had something like 28 to 30 grams of sugar in that one cup of tea. And so then that sort of steamrolled into other things in my daily activity and had me thinking, how can I start to reduce or eliminate so much sugar in my diet? I am an empty nester, have been for a few years, and so now that children are no longer home, I'm not cooking every day for a large group of people. It's just me. So it was easier for me to make changes and make them a smooth transition into this new way of life. So I sat down. I said, okay, how can I target this? And I just took it one day at a time. First, stop drinking the sweet tea. This was something that was definitely difficult at the time because it had become my daily routine. But it was one thing. So I thought, okay, let's let's start here. No more sweet tea on the way to work. And I immediately found things like low energy. Some days I had headaches and didn't even feel like I wanted to exercise because I was feeling the the, the effects of not having that sugar on a daily basis. But I pushed through. And I took it to the next level and said, okay, now what? This is just one part. How can I do this across the board on what I'm eating and drinking? And for me, the best process was to start a food journal, which I still do today. And every day I write down exactly what I'm eating. And I have it color coded. So if if it is a sugar item, no matter what the grams, I have a limit that I stick to each day, and if it's in the count for the sugar grams for the day, I highlight it red. If um, there were other things that I I had, you know, slowly started to remove out, um, bread was one. If I had bread, you know, I color-coded it green. Then that way I can really monitor what are my triggers and how can I keep those off on a consistent basis. So that's just part of what my journey was. Then the next thing was, okay, what exactly is sugar? Let me start from the beginning, the elementary part of it, and determine what exactly it is, and then how can I conquer it. So I got on my computer and Googled it, and the definition said sugar is the generic name for sweet-tasting, soluble carbohydrates it's a simple carbohydrate which converts into glucose. Okay, so years of being in the healthy field and and doing research and reading books and writing books and all of that, I knew what that meant. Okay, so then I tried to determine, you know, what really was the target and how to overcome it. So I started seeing research talk about um, natural sugars versus um, added sugar, okay? so I had to determine what um, was more important or what was what 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 was I consuming more that contributed to my daily count. So I did you know figure out that fruits and vegetables and dairy those are considered natural sugars and eating with within moderation. Would help in my process. So I should eat cherries rather than grapes, which have more sugar, which will convert in my body. So those were simple things that I can do, things that I was doing already. So I didn't feel like I was being deprived of anything. What I really needed to focus on was the added sugar. And that was where it became tricky because sugar provides energy for our brains and our bodies and our nervous system. So we do need it. But how could I make the change into something healthier for me? So in my research, I did find, okay, there's different varieties of sugar. So you have your granulated sugar, powder sugar, your raw sugar, brown sugar, and then your artificial sweeteners. So then I said, okay, let's take a look at exactly what they are, and then I can figure out how to eliminate them. So granulated sugar, which is used commonly termed as the table sugar, this is a grain or a seed coming from the Latin word granum, okay? Probably more information than you wanted to know, but um, it has a coarse feeling because it naturally – presents molasses, it naturally presents molasses refined out of it. So I understand the sugar cane, I understand the processing of the table sugar, and through the process, the molasses is sort of removed out of it, which is why it's white, okay? Then I found that granulated sugar was also called um, sucrose or beet sugar or cane sugar. Okay, so now I know some of the targets that I need to look at when I'm looking at labels or anything else. And then I found, okay, 45% of the table sugar is sugar cane and 55% is sugar beet. Okay, so now I get a better understanding of that. Next, I took a look at powdered sugar. What is the difference and how is it used? Powder sugar is merely table sugar grounded to a fine dust or powder. So it's definitely in the process system of removing the molasses, but they take it a step further and they the fineness of it is where it gets its name. Then I found that um, depending on the varying degrees of the um, – the grind, grinding of it, that is what you see on the box. So if you see 10X or 3Xs or 4Xs, those are the degrees that it has gone through that process. Now, what makes it different from the table sugar is powder sugar has cornstarch in it to prevent caking. Hmm, okay, so that was interesting. And then I also learned that because of the processing of the um, sugar. It's not something that's hard that you can even do at home. Typically, everyone will buy it. The boxes are usually a dollar and you use it when you're baking. Okay, I'm good. Then I had read something where raw sugar was better than the granulated sugar. And so I thought, okay, let me see how and why. So they both basically go through the process. But the reason why raw sugar is that brown color and is a little bit more coarse is because um more of the molasses is left in there. So it's different than the table sugar. Um but again, I don't I have not seen where there's that much of a nutritional value in using raw sugar over the granulated sugar. So don't let that be um that be a deterrent to you or tricky to you. Then there was brown sugar, and that basically is the the processed uh sugar with 10% of the molasses left in there, which causes the brown color. Um I did find that it is slightly higher in calcium, iron, and potassium, but there's not much of a nutritional difference. It, it all of uh, the four sugars that I named all have their own um, properties that are just not good for your bodies. And then I took it, you know, the artificial sweetener. So we all know that it's either low calorie or no calorie, and a lot of people use it in their weight loss journey. And now they've, you know, even gotten to the point where you can get it in large quantities in bags, and you can bake with it, and all of that. It, it has had a negative um, image uh, associated with it forever, um, saying that it's associated with cancer and all of that. But a study through the National Cancer Institute did confirm that there is no sound scientific evidence that confirms that. So feel free to use it if that helps you. Um, you can use so much a small, smaller um, amount of it to get just as much sweetness as you would in using the granulated which is great. So those were, that, that was part of the process, seeing what the different sugars are, what their properties were, and how I could start eliminating what's in my foods, what am I cooking with, and how can I remove it. So now on to your children. How can you approach the subject with your children to help them now make some changes? to have long lasting um results. Again, the range of children that I typically work with and parents and families that I work with is 7 to 15 year olds. 7 to 15 year olds. So it's a different conversation based upon the age. If you're dealing with teenagers, helping them understand that the sodas, the energy drinks, the vending machines, you know, paying more attention to what they are buying in the line at school will help them determine for themselves when they're not around their parents how I can make better choices. But for younger children, I always encourage parents to take a better stand. You are in control, and you are the one who purchases the items in the home. Nothing should be done too aggressively because that sometimes can cause anxiety, frustration, and other issues when children are already emotional but to stop the process of buying so many sodas or not buying sodas at all we stopped sodas completely even before i made this decision because i knew that it was not good for them so i figured i can't be with my children at all day every day but at least in home it was my territory and i can control that so more water more you know more things that gave them an alternative That, I think, is a good journey for smaller children. Um, Finally, don't let it become their issue. Let it become our issue. When you decide to make some changes in the home, it should be something that the entire family participates in. So I just encourage you to... Sit down and talk about it with your older children, but definitely, even if it's in small steps, to make changes at home that everyone in the house can benefit from it and learn from it and have the results together. Because it's always good when you have a buddy rather than feeling like you are out there all alone. So that was a little bit about me and my program. And this was some of the beginning steps that I am going to talk about over the next 3 weeks. This is for the month of July. So we're going to talk about next week how much sugar should a child have in their daily um their daily diet and helping you figure out some ways to make some changes for them. Hopefully, they will see that they feel better ultimately. They, it helps improve their attention span. Sometimes uh, eating too much sugar, you have the highs and the lows of it. Let's all work together and see how we can sort of break this down into small pieces and figure out what can we do to help them make these choices on their own because it's not easy especially when you have so many things working against you on television, commercials, online. Again, children are at school more than they are at home. So giving them lunch money or paying closer attention to what they're eating at, at, and during the week, during lunch, might be an activity that you can do as a parent to help them stay focused and just basic conversation conversation to determine what would they like to do. If they're, if they're unhappy, how can we make the changes together? Because as an adult, many of us have gone through weight challenges over the years. So how do you, how can you do it together instead of just centering them out? Well, we're going to eat this while you eat this. That will only cause confusion and stress in the house. So again, My name is Kimberly, and you have listened to Healthy Ways for Children radio program. I'm here every Friday from 1030 to 11. Um, My company's name is Kids Under Construction. You can find us on any uh, social media platform, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, You can also find us on LinkedIn, everything that – where you're out there are those of us who are, who are using social media for our information, and you can always reach me on any of those platforms. Just drop me a note, and I will be more than happy to either discuss the um, topic on one of our programs or answer you personally, and then we can find a plan to help your child reach their goals. We also have three books that are available on Amazon.com. Just look me up. Uh, Kimberly Nix, N-I-X, and Kids Under Construction, and you will find I have a great book about the importance of eating breakfast every day. And this, honestly, I think that working together, we all can build a generation of healthy children. I'll see you next week.